Hey, Disney fans, looking for the latest Disney news? And interviews with some of Disney's biggest stars. Well, have we got the podcast for you. Welcome to D23 Inside Disney. I'm Sherry from Oh My Disney. And I'm Jeffrey from D23, the official Disney fan club. And today we're taking you Inside Disney. Welcome, welcome, welcome. It is lovely to see both of you. We are post-expo and we are a new team. Yay! She has been with us as a guest host before. And this week, the luminous Zynga Blake from ABC's On the Red Carpet is here with us as a new host with us. So welcome, Zynga. Except for your checks in the mail. <laughs> I'm not a publicist for nothing. I'm still waiting for a signed headshot. Uh, I'll be checking the mail for that. Okay, <laughs> for I got you, boo. I got you, Sherry. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it was so much fun getting to spend time with you guys this weekend at Expo. There was so much. There was so much. What a whirlwind. Favorite moments. Oh. Zynga, you start. You had a huge weekend. Because we're going to get to all the expo news, but I feel like we had some moments. You know, hands down, favorite moment, of course, I was honored to host the Storyteller Spotlight panel for ABC's On the Red mm. Carpet, where we got to celebrate the 100 years of wonder with incredible Disney talent from across the company. We got to celebrate the Wakanda effect and then reimagining the next 100 years of Disney. My goodness, it was just, again, I'm overwhelmed. I am filled with gratitude and you know, people will be able to see it. We're gonna be sharing it. Uh, oh, good. I can't yes. wait to catch it. Yes. I mean, Winston, Letitia, it was like a who's no who deal. on your panel. Seriously. Amazing. Congratulations. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you for the support and the invite, first and foremost. Of course, of course. Any other moments standing out? The Hulu dance parties were quite phenomenal. Oh. <laughs> you know, I, I dropped it like it was hot, like I was 21, but forgot that I was not. So, <laughs> Unbelievable. I hope there's footage of that too. The panel yeah. footage and that. Yes, yes. Disney Plus. I was like, is this the recruitment video for Disney? <laughs> Yay. And Sherry? I mean, there were so many highlights. Just overall, it was such a special feeling to be there with all of those fans in person again. And particularly the cosplay, particularly the Pixar cosplay was out of this world. I mean, people really hit it out of the ballpark. There was a man who was dressed as Cardboard May from Turning Red. And he was, oh he was very gosh. easy to spot. I think I saw him like 40,000 times in really? one day. It was a beacon. <laughs> yeah, the cardboard craftsmanship on that costume was A+. plus, Really phenomenal. And you uh, noted the, the Disneyland bag dress. Yes, yes. Oh. So the Disney Parks plastic bags. This woman made a ball gown using those bags in apparently six hours is what we found out, which I mean, I don't know what I accomplish in six hours on any given day. So that is quite a feat. <laughs> I think I said on stage, it takes me that long to get dressed in clothes that I did not make. So yes, valid, valid. How about you, Jeffrey? What were your highlights? There were a lot. At first, seeing so many fun people, I was so excited to finally get to meet the Lopez brothers as someone oh, who yeah. does not like yes! sports at all. But Robin Lopez, of course, have been on our friend Carly's podcast. Mm -hmm. He and Brooke were were backstage right before we went on stage for the live stream. And that was just such a highlight. We've got to get him on the pod. 
I know. I, I think so. He's got to be doing like, is there an ESPN way we can like across? I will figure it out. <laughs> Seeing, uh, you know, our friend of the pod, John Stamos and his fabulous wife, Caitlin, mm -hmm. they were great. Caitlin was out on stage doing some trivia. Of course, just so many friends of the pod, Ashley Eckstein, Brett Iwin, Yvette Nicole Brown, Ali Maki, and then Nina West. Like Nina West stole the show so many times. She, yes. Mouse Garage, she was amazing. Hosting on the main stage, she was amazing. I did not get to see Muppet Christmas Carol, but the photos alone i was so sad i did not make it to that and, and our pal bill rogers who's the voice of disneyland so it was just fun getting to connect with people who i haven't like really seen and sort of be at this great event and then really quick like we don't talk about bruno having the cast of the movie there on stage at disney legends yes. i actually did not get to see the final performance because I was backstage working, but I was lucky enough to maybe sneak into a rehearsal and they were, it was just so amazing to watch that. Cool. Rogers, the musical during the Marvel section of the Saturday morning studios panel. When I saw it in Hawkeye, I was like, I just want to see this show and getting to see it live. I was like, amazing. Of course, the announcement of the Disney treasure, you know, that was a, a big mm. thing. But maybe one of my favorites was our early morning filming <laughs> our new promos for the shows and a whole bunch of social stuff. It was just so fun, like filming. Yes. Listeners will get to see it soon. Like it, it was our first time together and like really yeah. just like getting that energy going. But it already felt like we are a family. Like Zynga, wow. you are already such an important part of this pod even though it's officially week one this week true true you're as much part of the family as me and jeffrey so we're so happy to have you yep. honestly yep. that was definitely also a highlight of the weekend you all are too much fun oh just wait just wait <laughs> And oh, you know what? I loved the Star Wars section of the Saturday morning panel. And we got to see yeah. a lot of Andor with the fantastic Diego Luna, who just happens to be the guest on this week's show. Woohoo! Woo Sherry and I had a chance to chat with him. So we're going to be honest with the audience. We had a couple of interviews already done pre-expo. So people will get to hear Zynga's fabulous interviewing skills very, very soon. But we did bank a couple just in case we we, did, we didn't make it through expo. Oh my goodness, all good. <laughs> I, I'm all good, all good. I'm excited about this. I can't wait to hear him. I got to say, Sherry, I don't know about you. I heard from so many people on social. I'm just going to list off some of the names because I want them to know how much it meant to me personally that they were writing and saying that they were watching us, that they were yes. listening to the show. <laughs> Elaine Baker Parrot, Jason Red, Shaylee. Ooh. She goes by Shaylee Monkey. A man who goes <laughs> by Ed Chanted, Josh Zeisel, Melanie, who also shared that her husband got into Disney because of the Lopez brothers, Jer Crows, I hope I'm pronouncing that right, Gretchen Marie, Leah Green Harper, Laura L., who said, this feels like your Super Bowl, she is not wrong, Jeff Gordon, who I'm pretty <laughs> sure is not the race car driver, and uh, Rio Nakazawa, there were so many, and Sherry, we finally got to yes! meet Raphael, our Yay! ESPN friend from Latin America, who was up here. Nice. Ah, so much fun meeting you, Raphael. I hope you're listening. It was great running into you. Yay! 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 Well, starting out, there was so much from Lucasfilm, Marvel, and 20th Century Studios. Amazing, as we mentioned, Diego Luna is going to be on the show. They did show the final trailer for that amazing Willow. Willow! So sure. excited for this. They showed great footage, and they announced Christian Slater is going to be in the show, and he showed up on stage. That was amazing. We got to see the first trailer for Star Wars Tales of the Jedi, which, of course, features friend of the pod, Ashley Eckstein. Jude Law on stage there for Star Wars Skeleton Crew, which was so cool. The whole cast of The Mandalorian, Pedro Pascal, Katie Sackhoff, Amy Sedaris, who could not have been more hilarious 
Giancarlo Esposito. They were all there on stage. More of the cast was there too. They showed the first teaser trailer for season three. More Grogu, more Mando. It's amazing. <laughs> Maybe my favorite moment of that section was having Harrison Ford come out to screen some footage for Indiana Jones 5, along with Phoebe Waller-Bridge and James Mangold. And he got choked up. Did you see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. He started getting choked up. I started getting choked up. Then, of course, Kevin Feige took over the hall with a bunch of amazing Marvel, magical, mystical moments, including <laughs> the I Could Do This All Day number that I mentioned already. Amazing new footage from Black Panther Wakanda Forever, plus Ryan Coogler, director of Black Panther Wakanda Forever, is the executive producer of Ironheart. They showed some new footage of that, which is a whole new story. I cannot wait for that. Ooh. New footage from Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, where you see that Jonathan Majors as Kang is, he he's not nice. He's not nice at all. <laughs> was shocked, scared, and impressed by Werewolf by Night. I think I was so impressed yes! because, oh my gosh, that trailer is amazing and creepy. And it's directed by Michael Giacchino, who is, I know, one of Sherry's favorite composers. Yes! <laughs> I am like so excited for Werewolf by Night for all kinds of reasons. Yeah, Michael Giacchino. Oh. I, it looks so scary. I love horror. Yes. I'm in. I am in. <laughs> you know, I'm not a big horror person, but I will definitely still watch this. <laughs> You're going to actually watch that? Oh, yeah. 100% oh, it's Marvel. Wow. I've got to watch Jeffrey. it. Okay. 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 We'll, we'll get you on Prey soon then. <laughs> I know, right? Uh, yikes, yikes. <laughs> Don Cheadle was there to screen some of Secret Invasion. I mean, the whole cast of Loki was there. They confirm Matt Shackman is the director of Fantastic Four, which comes out in two years and certainly at the next expo i hope that we will see some more i am a big daredevil fan i really loved that series so having vincent d'onofrio and charlie cox there on stage for that was amazing anthony mackie and some cast for captain america new world order i loved the new footage that they showed from the marvels with iman Vellani, tiana paris and the amazing brie larson i think the room got like most excited maybe maybe i don't know the whole it was hard to tell with all the screams Thunderbolts, <laughs> the confirmed players, and having Julia Louis Dreyfus, David Harbour, Hannah John Kamen, Wyatt Russell, and Sebastian Stan all on stage was amazing. And of course, Florence Pugh, they beamed her in. She was amazing. <laughs> and the whole thing closed out. Suddenly they're like, James Cameron's like beamed in and the whole cast of Avatar The Way of Water is there. And he's like, and we're going to screen footage for you in 3D for the first what? time ever. And oh, wow. I do not know how they handed out 7,000 pairs of 3D glasses <laughs> in like two minutes, but they did. <laughs> and then they drew all these curtains so that people's eyes were just focused on one screen. And I cannot even imagine the amount of production that went into that. So... Kudos to uh, Lyle Breyer and her amazing team on that. And the footage was insane. It was just wow. off the hook. And wow, I have rambled on a lot. Sherry, Sherry, what else? Give us more. Yes, well, that concludes all of the news from D23 Expo. Thank you all for tuning in. <laughs> <laughs> just kidding. There's so much more. Okay. Hocus Pocus 2. There is a new trailer that just dropped. Disenchanted also has a new trailer. So excited. So excited. Yes. So excited. So excited. So much is coming. Haunted Mansion, Jamie Lee Curtis, she was introduced as playing Madame Leota and made her stage entrance in a doom buggy. What? Of course. Amazing. So fitting. <laughs> right. Also announced Mufasa the Lion King. That is coming in 2024. Wow. And guys, The Little Mermaid, that's going to be in theaters May 2023. I am so excited for this. There is a new teaser trailer Fans in the room got to see the full Part of Your World performance from the film. And, oh, 
Yes. So good. I am so excited for this movie. Yay. On to Pixar. Pete Doctor, friend of the pod, he shared their upcoming slate, which includes Elemental, of course, Win or Lose, that's coming to Disney Plus, and Will Forte was announced as one of the voice actors. I love him so much. <laughs> Elio, that is a new Pixar film that's coming in spring 2024, starring America Ferreira. Another I love one her. of my loves. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah. We have to get her on the show. Oh my gosh. Yes. Yeah. And Inside Out 2, that's coming summer of 2024. Mm. Yes. Getting us get all our emotions in check. Get all our emotions in check. <laughs> it's true. Walt Disney Animation Studios, we had a ton of announcements as well, including Wish. That is coming feature film fall 2023. Ariana DeBose, she sang a new song called More For Us from the film. And of course, Alan Tudyk is going to be in Wish as a goat named Valentino. Because of course. <laughs> and why wouldn't he be? Yes. yes. <laughs> there was so much. So and she's amazing. Oscar winner, West Side Story. I mean, yes. amazing. Our friends at Disney Branded Television turned it out for Disney's Epic Entertainment Showcase, the musical The Extravaganza, hosted by the fabulous and hilarious Raven Simone and Lily Singh. They were so good. Their mm-hmm. chemistry, unbelievable. This whole presentation was all about the epic performances. There were great stars. There were tons of stars. There was Catherine Zeta-Jones. There was Michelle Yeoh. There was Tim Allen, Disney legend Tim Allen. It really was the performances that completely bowled people over. Having the Electric Mayhem Band come out and perform. Can you picture that? Right at the opening, they are promoting, of course, their new show, The Muppets Mayhem, which is coming to Disney+. Plus. Just having Muppets perform live anywhere is just a highlight for me. The cast of High School Musical, the musical, the series, performed Love is an Open Door from Frozen and, of course, High School Musical from High School Musical 3, senior year. And, of course, if you have not heard this whole meta thing, High School Musical season four is going to be about them doing High School Musical 3 while the original High School Musical cast is filming a reunion at East High. I feel like we're taking meta and we're making meta meta. I don't even... So, so much, so much happening. The cast of choir, their performance, I could not, their voices, their choreography, their everything, everything was amazing. And of course, they rounded it out with a massive performance by the cast of Zombies 3, doing a whole mass of songs from that film, including, of course, the fantastic Milo Mannheim. Of course, we all love our boss, Mickey, the main mouse. And it was announced there that Mickey, the story of the mouse, which is a documentary we've known about for quite a bit. It was premiered at South by Southwest, will debut on November 18th. Of course, Mickey's birthday. They released a new trailer for the doc, which, of course, can be seen at the Disney Plus YouTube page. My favorite big announcement from that was that Elton John Farewell from Dodger Stadium will stream live exclusively on Disney Plus on November 20th. And then the footage from that is going to be a part of that previously announced Disney original documentary about the tour. So, so much news coming out of that. Unbelievable. Oh, one of the big other TV announcements that came out was that Beauty and the Beast, a 30th celebration is going to add Josh Groban, Joshua Henry, and Rita Moreno to the cast. So lots of amazing news out of there. But wait, there's more. Wait, there's more? That's crazy. (laughs) Yes, I know. Disney Parks, you guys. Friend of the pod, Josh DeMauro, 
led this presentation. It was kicked off by a live performance of Happily Ever After uh, by Jordan Fisher, another friend of the pod. Ugly, ugly tears, ugly pod. tears. Ugly. <laughs> it was a beautiful <laughs> performance. All right, starting with Disneyland Resort. John Favreau, he announced that the Mandalorian and Grogu are coming to Galaxy's Edge, you guys, starting mid-November. Yay. Oh, yay. Kevin Feige, he announced that there is a third attraction coming to Avengers Campus that's going to expand the multiverse and include the multiverse variant King Thanos because Ooh. in his universe, he won. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Spicy. Can't wait for the drama. Mm-hmm. Then... At Pacific Wharf over at Disney California Adventure, that's going to be reimagined as San Francisco from Big Hero 6. Yes. And there's more, 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 more over at Walt Disney World Resort coming in late 2023 to Epcot. We've mentioned this on the pod before. Journey of Water inspired by Moana. That is going to be there at World Celebration Neighborhood. And Figment, he's going to appear live to part guests. Yay! He's coming back. I love Figment. He's coming back and more in 2023. But over at Magic Kingdom, Tron Light Cycle Run is coming in the spring. An updated nighttime spectacular featuring Happily Ever After. And the Hatbox Ghost is coming to Haunted Mansion. Yes. Yes. But wait, there's more. At both (laughs) parks, Tiana's Bayou Adventure, the reimagining of Splash Mountain will arrive. That will come in 2024. It was also announced that more cast members from The Princess and the Frog are going to lend their voices to the attraction. So joining Anika Noni Rose are Bruno Campos, Michael Leon Woolley, Jennifer Lewis. And by the way, Anika Noni Rose, she sang Almost There and Dig a Little Deeper for the crowd. I I had chills. It was such a great performance. It was. It was amazing. It was amazing. And going back, you know, one other thing Josh mentioned was that Porto's Bakery is coming to downtown yes, Disney I'm District, so... which at uh... the end, they gave everyone a box with like three mini pastries, which were like, yeah. they were too small. And I was like, oh, I'm going to save <laughs> these for breakfast. Like, I ate all of them that night. I got back. Like, I, I was like... <laughs> tired i'm like i need a little i just ate all of them i couldn't stop they were so Uh, good well you know the big announcements came from my favorite disney cruise line they officially announced that ship number six is called the disney treasure it's going to be themed to adventure Mm. and in the center grand hall on the new ship the disney wish Mm. uh, we have cinderella this one will have a statue with aladdin jasmine and magic carpet plus i don't know how I'm going to figure this out, but I'm going to do this. New itineraries for the Disney Wonder beginning in late October 2023. The Wonder is sailing to the South Pacific and they are going to have cruises that include Australia and New Zealand, Fiji, Samoa. I can't. I can't even. I just wow. can't even. <laughs> I'm still recovering from that. <laughs> I can just see Jeffrey on those with that whole plate of chicken nuggets. It's incredible. True. True. <laughs> And why argue when you're speaking the truth? I love this so much. Well, keep that passport handy, folks, because we're going international to the parks. Hong Kong Disneyland World of Frozen will open the second half of 2023. That's exciting. That was announced a while ago. And so I, th- I think everyone's really excited that's coming. I can't wait. I, yes, I'm so excited. And then, of course, Disneyland Paris, a frozen mm. themed land, will continue transforming Walt Disney Studios Park. And a Tangled themed family attraction is coming soon as well. And a Disneyland hotel will reopen in 2024, also with a frozen transformation. And Pixar, we belong together, a new stage show in Walt Disney Studios Park will debut in 2023 as a grand finale to the 30th anniversary celebration. Gosh, already 30 years. 
Mm. Isn't that crazy? I can't believe it. And the park that I grew up going to, Tokyo Disneyland. Mm. What? You grew up going there? That's so cool. Right? It's so <laughs> I'm telling you, I love Tokyo Disney. The Fantasy Springs expansion at Tokyo Disney Sea will include Frozen, Peter Pan, and Tangled. There's going to be new audio animatronic figures, including Elsa singing Japanese. Again, like I said, Hontoni Suburashi this. What? Zika, this is blowing my mind. <laughs> we also have a trio of singers. They sung Into the Unknown from the stage in Cantonese, Japanese, and French, representing three park locations that will be getting frozen makeovers. I want a frozen makeover. It was beautiful. The whole house came down. Yeah. It was just those three women were just remarkable. Oh, that's so wonderful. And lastly, in Tokyo Disneyland, there's going to be a makeover of Space Mountain, but that's coming in 2027. And we're going to hop over to Shanghai Disney Resort. And Woo-hoo. in the first, yes, in the first resort to bring, are y'all ready for this? Zootopia-themed attractions to life. Hello. Hello. Yes, honey. Zootopia Central Station will find animals going about their daily lives, and Zootopia Police Department will include an audio animatronic officer, Cole Lawhauser. Yes. And of course, lastly, there's fan favorite in the Asian parks. Duffy will star in a Duffy and Friends six episode stop motion animated series on Disney Plus in 2023. Since we were on the international front, I wanted to make sure we give them a shout out. <laughs> mm. Yep. Yep. One thing that I thought was really, really cool was they had Jennifer Lee come out chatting with Imagineer Chris Beatty, and they were talking about some blue sky attractions uh, or concepts for attractions, which sounded amazing. And and we like to preface here, you know, Josh tomorrow, everyone was very clear. These are blue sky, their ideas, they may happen, they may not. It's very much in line for people who ever watched any of the original Disneyland episodes with Walt. And he would talk about things and ideas and things that were planned and some happened and some didn't. And I think so just important to know that in following in that tradition there, they shared some ideas, hopefully they will happen for Magic Kingdom a little bit beyond Big Thunder Mountain, we may see an attraction or an area with Encanto. Also, Ooh. potentially a whole villains area, which is oh. very, very cool. Similarly, um, over in Animal Kingdom, where Dino Land is now, looks like we may be getting a Zootopia reimagining there, as well as a little bit of a Moana area. So really, really give a lot of credit to them for saying this is what we're thinking of. Here are the plans. And I hope they happen. Those all sound amazing to me. Mm. And one big piece, of course, we've been talking about at Disney 100 Years of Wonder. Michael Vargo was really talking about how it was kicking off for parks. They announced a few big things. One, of course, people were thrilled to hear that Magic Happens, the parade that launched just a few weeks before Disneyland uh, closed its gates in 2020. That's mm. returning. World of Color One will be a new fabulous nighttime spectacular at Disney California Adventure and Wondrous Journeys will be a new beautiful fireworks multimedia amazing experience with nods to all 60 Walt Disney Animation Studios films to date. Those all come in January. But wait, there's even more. Expo News. Yes, all you gamers out there, here are some of the games that are coming soon, but there were a lot more announcements than these. Tron Identity, that's a new adventure mystery game that comes next year, 2023. This one I'm pretty excited for, Disney Illusion Island. This is Mickey Mouse's triumphant return to games featuring the Fab Fours. You can play as Mickey, Minnie, Donald, or Goofy. That's coming in 2023 to Nintendo Switch. 
Marvel's Midnight Suns that's coming December 2nd soon aka the holidays which is now (laughs) a new untitled game is in the works that will feature Captain America and Black Panther as they take on Hydra in Paris and Wakanda and Marvel World of Heroes it's a mobile game that's coming next year get your thumbs ready that's a lot. Something else coming in 2023. We have talked about it. Disney 100, the exhibition coming from the Walt Disney Archives. It had already been announced that it will be opening at the Franklin Institute in Philadelphia. The expo was ground zero for the announcement that following Philadelphia, that unit of the attraction will visit Chicago, Illinois and Kansas City, Missouri. And the international unit of the tour will open in Munich. So I'm so lucky to be a part of the archives team in a small way. So can't wait for that. And I'm sure you're going to hear a lot more about that soon. Fabulous. Okay, let's talk about where the Walt Disney Company continued to win Emmys at the Emmy Awards. It was epic. It was beautiful. So adding to all the wins at the Creative Enemy Awards last week, Monday's big wins included... Can we talk about that moment where Cheryl Lee Ralph sang (laughs) her best supporting actress in a comedy series, Abbott Elementary, so well deserved. Mm. Of course, tears were happening. We had Quinta Brunson, who won for writing for a comedy series. Mm. And of course, Mm. Dope Stick, woo, Hula won for lead actor in a limited or anthology series movie. Michael Keaton was at that. Uh, um, beautiful Emmy home. And of course, Amanda Seyfried won for lead actress in a limited or anthology series for the dropout on Hulu. And yeah, a total of 26 Emmys across 16 titles, 10 wins for Hulu, ties its previous record. So congratulations to all the winners. Yay. Congratulations to them. And congratulations to... Five fantastic things to watch this weekend, courtesy of our friends at State Farm. For complete details and listings, visit d23.com. And remember, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jeffrey, what's up first? Well, up first is Hamster and Gretel. And I actually, sure, I forgot to mention this, ran into Dan Povenmire, just no guest way. of the pod. Saw him. He completely remembered. And like, obviously, we just did it like two weeks ago. And he was talking <laughs> about the the crying thing. And he's like, I, like, he got choked up again. We were talking about Aww. like creating things. It's like such a great thing. So anyway. But a new episode, if you have not listened to that pod, he is fantastic. But a new episode, Saturday, September 17th of Hamster and Gretel. Fantastic. Also on Saturday, September 17th, Incredibles 2. Check it out at 3.05 p.m. on Freeform. Yes, yes, yes. Love this one. And stay on Freeform through Sunday, September 18th at 3.30 p.m. to check out Moana. Love Ooh, it. I mean, that's yeah, like watching yeah. a lot of freeform. You're like watching freeform for essentially 24 hours straight if you're. I doing mean, why that, not? Sure. Oh my goodness, I absolutely love it. And for all you sports fans out there, get ready for a celebrity family feud. Friends of the Pod, Joe Tessitore and Rob Wiggle will be on it, so make sure you check it out. And with the hundred thousand dollar pyramid, it's the season finale, which airs Sunday, September 18th at 9 p.m. on ABC. You'll see Superstore co-stars Nico Santos and Lauren Ash face off. A chance to win at the winner's circle. Mm. <laughs> now for today's guest who plays the title character in the epic new Star Wars series on Disney Plus Andor. It is a role he created for the incredible film Rogue One, a Star Wars story. Please welcome Diego Luna. Woo-hoo! Yay! Welcome to the show. Fantastic. Good to meet you. Let us jump right in. How did they approach you about the series? 
it's been a long process. I think the first thing was a phone call asking me if I would be willing to explore this possibility, you know, and that was long ago. It was a year after the film came out and I didn't see it coming. It also sounded like something that it might happen, it might not. You know, it's like we are going to explore the possibility of probably doing something one day. You know, it sounded like, wow, this is something just that is going to, it's going to last forever, you know? And I was just worried, like saying, well, I hope it doesn't last too long to the point I, I can't play it because, you know, I, I'm too old. But no, it didn't. And they came back to me saying, okay, we have an idea. Then suddenly I realized it was happening. And when I was approached by... Tony Gilroy, uh, Kathleen Kennedy said like to me, Tony is, is going to write this and I want you to talk to him. And I talked to him and it was amazing to hear that he had such a, a strong idea, you know, this thing of going five years back, the five years prior to Rogue One, it, it sounded clear, specific, you know, it sounded like, oh my God, that's a great device to meet a guy that is really far away from becoming the man you meet in Rogue One, a guy that doesn't know he's capable of doing what he does. It'll give us a great time to create an interesting arc to witness and find out how he gets to be that person. And Tony had great ideas and uh, he's just a man I, I would collaborate with, with my eyes closed, you know, he's, he's a very special writer. So I think that's the moment when I had that conversation with him where I went like, okay, this is happening. And I am very, very lucky to be in this ride with this man and this team. Yeah. Wow. Amazing. Okay. Well, you've said before that the show answers questions that Rogue One didn't answer. What questions are you happy we will get answered in the show? Well, I mean, I don't know if you remember, but in Rogue One, the character says, I've been in this fight since I was six years old. What does that mean? Like, why someone would be fighting at six years old? What is his that, that reality he lives in that forces him to miss his childhood? What is he talking about? You know, like, I have kids. I don't understand how a six-year-old can be part of a fight. Well, we're going to find out what does that mean. You know... No one tells you why Cassian has such a different accent than everyone else in Rogue mm. One. No one has his accent. No one in that, you know, like whole film speaks like him. Where does he come from? You know, that's also important. Mm. He, he has another line where he says, I've done terrible things for the rebellion. You know, when he is trying to convince Jin to go together on that last mission. Well, we're going to find out what exactly he means with terrible things for the rebellion. We're going to see that. Wow. As I said, and you probably heard that, but uh, Rogue One is about an event and a bunch of people actually articulating an action that changes the game, you know, for everyone in the galaxy. But you don't know who they are. It's about the event, not the characters. You don't know who they are, what got them there. You don't have that information. And we will get to explore that in Andor. Oh, intriguing. Okay, well, the show is kind of by necessity pretty dark. Did you do anything <laughs> to lighten the mood on set? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yes, but I'm not 
great at it. <laughs> but yes, I mean, no, yes, of course. I'm sure it's really funny to see me sometimes struggling with lines. <laughs> you know, it's not my language. And one thing is to speak in English, and one thing is to speak Star Wars. You know, there's some <laughs> terms and things that just can't really come out of my mouth. It takes time. I'm sure it's really funny to see that, but I'm not having fun. <laughs> oh. I feel that way as an English speaker who only speaks English, so I understand. <laughs> I can say that that is true. I grew up saying everything in Spanish, you know. I always like telling the story of Artudito and how it's called in Mexico, you know. We call it Arturito, which means little Arthur. Oh, because what? it sounds really close, you know, they like Arturito, yeah. Arturito. It sounds almost the same. So I grew yeah. up thinking that tiny droid was called Little Arthur. <laughs> I love that. Till I realized it was like a concession, like Disney allowed Mexico to do, you know, so because cute. in fact, in other countries where they speak Spanish, they call it R2 de dos. But no, we called it Arturito. That's so cute. Things like that, you know, and then you get to set and <laughs> and you go like, no, we used to call him differently. <laughs> Amazing. All right. So you're usually sporting facial hair as today. What was it like to shave your beard and mustache for the show? Uh-huh. It was quite a, a thing. You know, I found a man I didn't know it was there, you know, <laughs> it, it's been a long time. I first, I start with a long beard, you know, with a very long one. And we start getting closer and closer to the man you meet in Rogue One. Yeah. But not there yet. On this season, we just touched the first year of the story. We are still four years away from Rogue One. Indeed. Indeed. Well, on the same note with shaving, a joke actually came up in the show of Obi-Wan when someone told him that he needed to take a bath. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> I was just curious. I don't think we've ever seen. Do they have showers and baths in Star Wars? There's so much dust everywhere. <laughs> I don't know. Do characters, how do they bathe? I'll tell you, you'll see, you'll see my character taking two showers or, I mean, oh, okay, the equivalent of a shower. Fair enough. Interesting. That's good to know. <laughs> in this galaxy. I mean, this is the show about that, about the very, like, the tiny things, you know, the, the, the everyday life of people. Not about showers. Don't, don't, don't no. get it wrong. No. It's not that... <laughs> no, what I'm saying is that in this show, you get to see characters doing very regular and normal stuff that you do in life. You know, we'll get to see those moments. It's not just about like iconic Star Wars moments. It's, it's about regular people. Therefore, they eat, they shower, they sleep, they wake up, they walk to work. <laughs> Simple things, you know? Wow. Star Wars characters, they're just like us. Yes, exactly. A few years back, you visited Disneyland with your family. I'm curious, at maybe during celebration or something, have you been back to Disneyland to see Star Wars Galaxy's Edge? I haven't. I've been just there once. I don't know what I was doing because I remember I was doing promotion and then we got one day off to go there. And that was his gift and it was great. And we, we had a lot of fun. But I have to say, I was a little jealous. You know, people were piloting there you know and i went like 
hey, wait a second. You know, I I, I mean, I had to train to move to London <laughs> for six months in order to, to pilot. And these people were just piloting because they bought a ticket. It felt quite unfair, <laughs> to be honest. <laughs> well, Hopefully incredible. we can get you there soon. I have a feeling yeah, exactly. we know someone. <laughs> yeah, you have, you have the proper training, I think. Okay, well, we have made it to our last question, unfortunately. It's been so much fun talking to you. We ask every guest this question to end the interview. What has been your favorite Disney memory? My favorite Disney memory. That's a hardcore one. I guess now it's related to my son and my daughter, you know, I guess the first time they, they had that experience of being in a park and their faces, like that excitement is, it's just like, it is a special to witness, you know, it's worth everything, you know, like you go like, well, I mean, one thing is to feel it yourself, but leave it through the experience of your kids just makes everything more meaningful, you know? Yeah. Oh, yes. It's that. beautiful. I think a lot of us feel like that at Disneyland with the people we love. Mm-hmm. So Diego, thank you so much. This was fantastic. We got to see the first four episodes of the show. We love it. We can't wait for more. Yes. So thank you and congratulations. Thank you. I think I'm sorry you were not there for that, but he was charming and so excited about the show. Yes. What a guy. Yes. Uh, we got to have him back. Yeah, he's wonderful. Yes. I love the whole like showering. And like, I just have always wondered about that. I <laughs> felt a little weird at, with the question, but I was very we're happy we wondering. did. We were all wondering. We were. We were. And I, you know, before we go, I want to say a huge congratulations to the entire D23 team on the success of D23 Expo. Michael Vargo, Mitch Powers, Nan Song, Jen Bellman, Julie Brindley, the entire team. Congratulations on all the incredible work. Yes, absolutely. Congratulations, everybody. It was for me, you know, first time I loved it. So very excited to go to the next ones. And Mm -hmm. thanks again all for listening to D23 Inside Disney. Don't forget to like and share the episode wherever you listen or subscribe. And if you want to chat with us, just all you got to do, hashtag D23 Inside Disney. And for all the latest Disney info, check out d23.com. We'll be back next week with more Disney news and Zynga and a fantastic guest on an all-new episode of D23. Inside Inside Disney. Disney.